Let me explain to you what as Hashem are going to be doing. Something very, very special. And I really, from the beginning, I mean, after the first week or two last year, I felt we should be doing a safer. We should be learning something inside and going through it. And, and instead of, we, we were able to do, we were able to do many beautiful tires and different from different swarm, but we really need to pick up a mahalach in life of how to serve Hashem and how to be good Jews. And there's a, there's a mechaber who is unnamed. If you look, I see you're looking for his name, you're not going to find it. I know who it is, but he prefers that his name not be publicized. Uh, Rabbi Gamliel Rabinowitz is very close to him, and Rabbi Gamliel said that this is a yid that, that thinks about a kashbaru 24 hours a day. And he's um, he has put out a number of svarm over the past year and a half or so. Approximately a year, there are already six, six seven svarm that have caused a mahapecha, a revolution in Israel and, and here as well. Um, there, there is a Yid who brought 5,000 of his from, who paid to bring 5,000 of the first volume of the Lavi Mishkan Evna to the States to be able to give them out to people. And, and there was Shurim, and I think we were the first ones in our shul who started learning the first volume, the Lavi Mishkan Evna, after last summer. I'm going through that. That's a very thin volume, and I'm finishing that up with a group of people on Tuesday nights. This second chayla came to America around a week ago. And these are vadim. These were chaburas that this tzaddik, these young men, that this tzaddik has been giving, that um, were transcribed into the new chayla Vavi Mishkanevna. When Jeff was asking me what should they send around on the on the uh, email, like how do you describe this? It's something which you can't describe. It's, it's his swarm. Some of the swarm are more Kabbalah. This is not Kabbalah. This is very straightforward. It's a, it's simply the clearest and most direct and sweetest presentation of how to be a Jew that I've ever seen in my life. And not to say that I'm such a maven in any of these things, but I've, you know, I've been through a lot of, looked at a lot of things, and I've been teaching these in Yonam for years. But it's not just my opinion. I've spoken to many very hush of people about this, Sadiqim and Rabbanim and Rabbis and Rosh Hashivas, both from the Litvisha world and from the Chassidisha world and from the Svadisha world. The Swarm have caught on and are being used to say they're in different places and yeshivas and schools and so on. It's something that takes some getting used to. You'll see. We'll be able, Mr. Shem, I hope, over the course of the year to go through the entire cipher, or a large part of it. It moves quickly, and you can see it's not tiny print. The Lashna Kaidish is very direct and very clear and easy. And and there's no way to explain other than to say what I've said, that this is a cipher that basically tells us what we needed to hear ever since we were in this world, and nobody ever quite said it. They said it in a thousand different ways with a, with a million mafarshim and all kinds of svarim, but we never heard it directly. That's why, generally, there are very he, he, there are very few quotations from svarim in different places. Uh, he doesn't want us to get lost in the forest amongst the trees. He wants us to be able to appreciate the forest of what it means to be an Eved Hashem. And, and therefore we have a tremendous uh, schus. It's not difficult, but, but it needs to be, you need to go over and to learn it. And if you're able to on Shabbos, that's why I wanted everybody to have a safer and to enjoy it and to be able to share it also with the Mishpachas. There is a Chelek Aleph that, that, um, that uh, I'm doing right now in the shul 
it would be Kedai if you can get Chelek Aleph. Chelek Beis, basically, as he says himself in the introduction, Chelek Beis is taking some of the Yisaitis from Chelek Aleph, which is a thin volume, and sort of bringing it out, flushing it out more, and explaining it a little bit more. Um, if you're able to get Chelek Aleph, by all means, it's, uh, you, should, you should look at Chelek Aleph. Um, I've been giving that on Chelek Aleph all last year, so if, if you'd like, I can get tapes of any of that from the Shirem from Chelek Aleph. The same Yisraelis are really in Chelek Beis, just in a way that's more for um, people who have been learning in yeshivas throughout their lives, and, and we can enjoy it more and appreciate it more. So let's begin on page Zayin. What you'll appreciate more than anything is the pashtas, is the simplicity of it. Not that the ideas are simple, but the way that he presents it is very, very simple and to the point. The Pesach Dvareinu, Nakdim Hakdama. Let's begin, he says, with the Hakdama. The Chol Dover Chadash. Whenever we're undertaking something new. And particularly when we're trying to clarify the way that a person should serve the Creator Hashem. We have to begin, we have to begin the same way when it comes to baking matzahs and writing the Sefer Torah. We have to begin that it should be from the beginning, that it should be with the thought that Hashem should help us, that it should be Lashem Shemaim. In other words, one thing that throughout his far, I mean, he's not interested in people who just have an intellectual interest in God, who are intellectually interested in Yiddishkeit. He is directing his words, as you'll see very quickly, he's directing his words to Jews who are interested in becoming better Jews, who want to become attached to Hashem Not people who are just interested in God, but people who are thirsting for God. And therefore he begins by saying that we have to try at the beginning, at the uh, at the onset, to have in mind that it should be l'shem shemaim for the sake of Hashem. So that the kavana should be true and should be pleasing to Hashem. Therefore, he says, I want to begin with a tefila to Hashem. That what I've done here in this safe and all of my words should be Yitzuyim, should be pleasing to Hashem, should be accepted by Hashem. But Surah Sadvarm, and that everything that I've written here, even the way that I've written it, Hakal Bakal Mikal Kal, everything, Tia should be according to Hashem's will. Ki he says at the beginning, because if there is anything here that is not in accordance to Hashem's will, what He would want me to say or to teach, but there is no use of anything if Hashem does not want it. The things that I'm coming to say here, that I'm coming to teach, are simple. Only those who have no inkling of an idea of what I'm talking about will say that this is very simple. Because when you look at what I'm saying, initially you will think, this is very, very simple. But the truth is, That's a din in, in, in Rosh Hashanah. Which means the simpler and the more straightforward something is, the better it is. Now remember, 
pshitas does not mean that something is childish or easy. It just means it's clear and to the point. So he says, Kiasagas Nakudas Hapshitas and the Kuda Hapshuta Biyaiser He Ikka Avaidas Haladam. The Ikka Avaida of what we need to accomplish in in this world is not complicated at all. It's very straightforward and simple. We just don't know it. And we have to learn that and we have to strengthen our understanding of that Nakuda Hapshuta. That's the Ikka Avaidas Adam to get it in a way and to be able to give it to our children in a way that it's Pashit. That it's clear. Yeshna Marshal Yudua Shalamagim Yudubna. There's a very famous Marshal from Dubna Magid. He doesn't go into the Marshal, but he tells us, he reminds us of the Nimshal Allah Pasik, the Pasik in Navi in Yeshaya. You haven't called upon me, Hashem says. You've been weary of me. You haven't called upon me. You haven't called upon me. You've been weary. You're tired of me. So Dubna Magid gives a brilliant marshal, which I'm not going to go to either. But the Nimshal, he says, he says is, is beautiful. What was the Nakuda that the Dubna Magid uncovered in this Pasuk? He says, If it appears to a person that to be a, to, that to serve Hashem requires a tremendous, tremendous, unnatural amount of what of hard work, that is like a tall mountain, that's very difficult. Latapis, I love to climb. amitis to reach if you feel that the very thought of being an Ebed Hashem tires you out, it makes you weary, if that's your understanding of Yiddishkeit, that to be a real Jew that's connected to Hashem is something which is like climbing the highest mountain, and it's something which is so hard that it makes you tired just thinking about it, Simon Hu, the Bidum Namagat which means what? Says like this: If your idea of Yiddishkeit is that it's near impossible, that it's like climbing, it's like it's like climbing the the the, the, the you know Mount Everest. If that's what you think, then the Baruch Shalom says, then you got the wrong God. You call some other religion. It's not my religion. My religion. If you're calling out to me, it doesn't make you tired. It doesn't make you weary. It doesn't cause you to feel that it's something which is beyond you and it's too hard for you. And it's something which is so difficult that you throw in the towel. Which is pretty much how most of us are Yiddish guy growing up. That we felt that it's something which to reach Madragas, Emerson Madragas in Yiddish guy. That's something which is only for big, 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 big tzaddikim. It's not for regular guys like us. So the Dubna Magid said, if you think that, then Vilayasi Karasayakai. Then you got the. Then that's not me you're talking to. You're talking about something else. It's a different religion. Kiyagatim Yisrael. Kiyagatim means if it makes you if if it makes you tired, weary, and if you feel overwhelmed by Yiddishkeit, that means it's not Yiddishkeit. Loyaisi Karasa Yaakov. Then you got the wrong God. It's something different. It's not me. She explains. Hadvarm shenatziyakan. What we're going to learn in this sefer. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart to do it. Every single one of us can live this way. And it's not going to be some some unbelievable achievement that's horrible and difficult and causes us to become weary or tired. He says, It's clear. 
Misudorim Ubrurim Ma'od Set up in a very, very clear and Masudadika way. So he begins, Ha'olam Nikr Pechches, Ha'olam Nikr Milashin Ha'olam. Everybody knows that Chazal taught us that the word Olam, world, is Milashin of Ha'olam. And Ha'olam means concealed, hidden. We can't see. Humalim es amitas himotsai yisbarach. That means that the very existence of the world is hiding the creator of the world, is hiding the truth. The nature of the world is that the olam, the nature of the olam is that it's ma'alim, it covers and hides and conceals the truth of Hashem's existence. Kaidem shenivra ha'olam hayhu echad ushmai echad. Before the world was created, Hashem was one and His name was one. And when Hashem created the universe, He created by by virtue of that act of creating a world, He created confusion. He created concealment. The creation of the Olam of the world brought into existence concealment and confusion. And from being one by himself, Hashem now exists in a way that is hidden. He became a kel nistater, a hidden God. And the avoid of a person throughout his entire life. In this world and even beyond this world, it's one thing. All of our Avaida in this world boils down to one Nikuda. He legalus es Baruchu. To find, to reveal the presence of Hashem in this world and in our lives. I mean, especially this time of the year, we understand. The whole, if we could sum up the entire Avaida of this time of the year that we're entering into, it's one word. Hamalach, the king. Malchius means, Malchius, the Avaida of Rosh Hashanah, of Malchius means. We're asking Hashem, I'm having a hard time finding you. Reveal your malchus to me. I can't see it in my life. Let your malchus appear in my life. Where is your malchus? And rule over us means we're waiting for you. We're living in a world where there's so much helim, we're so lost, we can't see you, and because we can't see you, and because your existence is unclear to us, we fail and stumble in all kinds of things in our in our life. After the Nukhama, after the war, the Satmarov Shusi Agenalinu, I don't remember which Hashan Rabbit was, but it was very soon after he came to America. But the Satmarov started to scream in the middle of Hashan of the Hashan and he cried out and he said he said, Shalom, all of us know that you're here, you're with us in this room, but we don't see you. Make yourself known to us. He just started to cry. Make yourself known to us. Who's he? he was talking to Shavis. I played the Jews that went through a lot of sorrows. He says, make yourself known to us. We know that you're here. But it's so hard for us to feel that you're here. So the whole Avoida is, is to be Megala the Malchus. Al-Kain which is one of the Pesukim of Malchus. Rosh Hashanah, Al-Kain Nekavah, Lechash HaMolchim. Lirais Meheira It's all the same thing. Lirais Meheira To see. V'sechazen Eineinu. We should see. It doesn't mean physically with, with eyes that see something physical. But it should become clear to us because the hell is killing us. 
the concealment is 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 behind all of our tzaras and all of our mistakes. It's all the result of achenat akel mistata that you're hidden from us. So the whole avoid of our lives really can be summed up in that one in that one uh, sentence or that, that phrase legalois es hakadosh baruch to reveal Hashem as baruch. And Hashem left it up to us. There are times in history where for brief moments He peeked out. And there were nisim that sort of, there were cracks in the surface of creation and, and some of Hashem's presence like seeped out, it leaked out. And then everybody was in the spoil and then Hashem once again sealed up, He sealed up the cracks and then once again we say, where are you, what are you? But, but we live in a time of Hestapanim and our job is But there's another point of concealment Which is the most difficult Listen to this He says a Jew Tries to serve Hashem in all different ways Of course the most powerful way He tries to learn he tries to have kavana when he is davening. And he, he comes to obstacles. There are difficulties. What's the main difficulty? The Yitzhahara tries to conceal from this person. We're talking about a person who's learning, who's davening. He's trying to daven with kavana. The Yitzhahara comes to try to hide lahalim from this person. The true way you have to serve Hashem. And one time, two times, three times, when he has all kinds of, he's, he doesn't understand. I'm learning. I'm davening. I, 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 I go to. I even go to mikveh. I try to keep mitzvahs. I try to be good and kind. I do all the things that are on the program. I'm signed up. I'm registered for the program. And after all of that, he said, he come, the Yitzhar comes with this mashavah. Hakol nachon v'amiti. Everything, is, everything you're doing is very, very nice. Avalzui avaydakasha. But it's impossible for you to get anywhere. You'll never get anywhere with this. Ani ishiz kashali lehesmaydedimzeh. Ulai yovayom she'uchal. The Yitzhar speaks to you in this way. It's an overwhelming task I haven't seen with all of my learning and all of my davening I haven't felt any closer to Hashem I haven't uncovered the mystery of His existence it's not for me it's not something that I could do he says personally I know that there are people that can accomplish this I know there was a Chavetz Chaim in the world I know that there are big tzaddikim in the world maybe they can accomplish closeness to Hashem and, and remove the concealment through their learning, their davening, and their mitzvahs, and so on. But personally, I have a hard time contending with this. Maybe, maybe some other time. Maybe in the future, when things are not, I'm not so involved in the world, and so on, maybe then I'll be able to. This is a terrible point of, of Helen, this Sahara that fools around with our hearts and our minds, and takes us away from the Nikuda of Amuna of seeking Hashem and closeness to Hashem, believing that we can't possibly accomplish that. So we go through the motions day after day, we try to dive in a little bit, 
We're not really thinking too much. We try to have some kavanah for what the words mean. We think that the main kavanah to have by davening is to understand the davening. So we buy all kinds of svarim explaining the seder, and we think that'll make us closer to God if we know what the words mean. You know, our grandparents and great grandparents didn't have an idea of what the words meant, and they seem to have a closeness to Hashem that we can't come near. And we figure we'll go and somehow by going to the dafyomi, if I make it to you know if I make it to Madison Square Garden or some other big big event or the Meadowlands, then I'll be close to God. And all of these things are we assume will eventually lead us to as our teachers have been telling us since we're children, just be quiet, keep on doing whatever you're supposed to do, and you'll get close to God. And we wonder who that was about because we don't feel it happening in our lives. So he says, Hashita. I'm sorry. Aval, he says, When a person is zoicha to recognize the truth, when he's zoicha lahakiris emes, megalim histaklus shenebatachlus, then you see something entirely different. Vadai shavoydes Hashem einenasis meeleha. Certainly, you can't just become an eved Hashem automatically. It doesn't happen on its own. That's true. The kalikalus, and this doesn't mean it's the simplest and easiest thing on earth. It's also not as hard. It's not as hard as the Yitzhar tries to make it appear to you. That's what the Dubna Magh was saying. The Yitzhar would have us think that to be Jews who are Hashem, to be Jews who are attached to God, it's something which requires an insurmountable amount of work. It's something we can't possibly do. And the Haraya, I've been davening and learning and trying to do nice things my whole life, and I don't feel that I'm any closer for it. As a matter of fact, maybe when I was a kid, I had more moon than I have now. So the Yetzirah comes and tells you, of course, because you can't accomplish this. This is something which is beyond you. And what he's saying here is that the emesis, it's not, it's not something which is the simplest thing in the world, but it certainly is not anything which, which is beyond the, the avoid on a, on, a, on a fairly simple level for each and every Jew, as we learn. As it says in Chumash, Hashem's book says, Ki karv elecha hadavam ma'ay. Hashem's book says that in Chumash, it's in a few weeks. We, we learned that before Rosh Hashanah. Ki karv elecha hadavam ma'ay. This is very near to you. It's not in Shemaim, it's not across the ocean. It's in your mouth, in your heart, and you can do it. It's all there. We just have to learn how to, how to reveal that, how to uncover that, that which is there all the time. The main way, the main shita that the Yetzirah uses to distance us from Avedis Hashem is this. The main accomplishment of the Yetzirah is that the Yetzirah places us or has us think that we are, in a, we are living in a world that is entirely unclear. This is what the Yetzirah does. The Yetzirah is like this. You have, you have a lot of stuff to do. You have to learn Tyre. You have to observe all the mitzvahs. You have to daven. You have to be involved with all kinds of chesed. And the Yetzirah tells you, Hashem Zbarach wants you to learn the entire Tyre. He wants you to learn the entire Torah, and you probably saw in this region, in that Achman, that the mitzvah, the, the, the true observance of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is what? 
learning the entire Torah. Means Torah Shabbat, Torah Shabbat, Babel Yerushalmi, Sifra, Sifri, Mechilta, Zoya Kaddish. So you look at yourself, so you say you're 25, 35, 50, 60 years old, and you say, the few things that I learned in my life, I don't remember. Even when I learned them, it wasn't 100% clear to me, I have to tell you the truth, because by the third time that the Rebbe said it, I was embarrassed to raise my hand, right? And, and you come out, you maybe, maybe a couple of blot, a couple of this, a few, a few vetlach, you know, if you're very, very sharp and have a good head, so it's a little bit more. So the Yitzhak comes and tells you, no, look, the Rebbe Shalom wants you to learn Kala Tarakula. As far as you're concerned, you can never do that, because it's Aruch it's me that says, it says in the Pasuk, it's, it's, Aruch it's me that's, it's larger and longer and wider than the entire universe, the Tyre. You could spend your whole life on one Pasuk. And one word. So first, to begin with, you feel, I'll never be able to really accomplish much in Torah. So then you switch to the program. You say, okay, so I'm not going to be a Talmud Chacham. I'm not going to be any you know, great scholar. But uh, maybe then I'll be like a good davener. Or I'll be a good davener. I'll be a nice... Or, or I'll be a nice, like, you know, chesed type of person. So I'll get involved with, you know, Yad Eliezer and Hatzalah, and I'll do that kind of stuff. And that's if the davening also doesn't go so well, right? So there are different programs that people think, maybe, maybe this I'll try. So he says, From the very beginning of our serving Hashem. From the time that we're little kids. Yeshif is the yearning, the longing, already become weak, it becomes weaker. They become weaker because on many, many, many things from the earliest time we give up, and a lot of the and a lot of the shmuzin that we heard and a lot of the tires that were told to us growing up didn't help give us encouragement. If anything, many of those shmuzin made it seem like something which is even more difficult than something which is which is so completely and totally beyond me. So uh, you know, you, there were certain sadikin that they wrote about the eight saharas that they had to overcome. But the talks that I heard personally growing up, I assumed that my Rebbe had no Yetzirah. Never seemed, I never thought that my Rebbe Yetzirah, the way that he screamed and yelled and told us about, you know, it's, I was absolutely positive and certain that he vanquished the dragon many years earlier, and just that the Bochama left, you know, with this mess. But that my Rebbe, you know, was totally pure and clean, and so on. We didn't have rebellion that told us about their struggles. We didn't have, when I say we, I'm not speaking for anybody else except myself. But generally, for myself and our Chaveim, our Rebbeim just told us how we're not succeeding. And the impression we had was that he was already successful. Although it was confusing because we would see occasionally, occasional lapses and loss of temper and so on that didn't seem to fit into what the Messiah Sashar was saying. Uh, and other such things that happened over the years. So we, we, we felt from the beginning that, well, you know, we have, we, we have to deal with this, with this monster, the Eight Sahara. Those people that are telling us about it have already overcome those things. No one's telling us how not to be discouraged, how it's something which is a lifetime's work. And they didn't really give us a mahalach how to do it. We just knew that we weren't accomplishing that. So from the beginning, the tzaddik here says that the shi'ifas, the drive, the motivation becomes very weakened. If you feel that it's something that you can't do, then you lose your cheshit to do it. I mean, it doesn't take much of a, of a rugged shavu, a to figure out. If you, if, you, if you feel that you can't do it, then you don't, then, then, 
it becomes clear to you. You know, then, then they give you all the storybooks about how when the Vilna was, you know, he made his Siyamah Shatz when he was six. And the Avnezer was a late starter. He, he finished when he was seven, Avnezer. And then you look at yourself and you say, I don't, I don't even know what Shatz stands for, you know. I'm not 100% sure. So then, and, and so then you lose your Cheshik. You just don't have a Cheshik anymore. So you look at, so you look at the, you look at the, the whole picture and your Shi'ifas are, 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 are stifled and your wings are clipped from a very early age. Because it seems to you that to be masig, to reach any serious level, that's way beyond you. You're not the, your teacher told you from the time that you were young, you're not so bright, you're not so smart, you got back tested, didn't have good grades. It's, there are many, many signposts along the way to indicate that you're not going to be. You're not going to be an Avinazer. And the nature of a person is that the male of the sheaf has become weak. That's of course true when it comes to when it comes to davening as well. Even more so in many ways when it comes to davening. But you see, who am I? I'm not. I'm a nobody. And my, anyway, there are things that I daven for, and I wasn't answered. And and then the, that I should even have the nerve to approach Hashem about certain things, and also the sheaf is for davening become weakened, and so it is with everything in our lives. Avul Kishemaven, the last sentence. But if a person would understand, Shakol Hamachshavus Halalu Einan Emes, that all of these thoughts are not true. These are simply a lie. That's part of the Helaim. That's part of the concealment. That's part of the Kelmistata. That itself is the concealment to to cause you to think that. Elahim Pri Atzasa Shlayet Sahara. This way of looking at life, this way of thinking is itself from the Yetzirah. Kvar Ba'akarizu, if you at least recognize that, if you recognize that, if you know that these machshavas are lies, they're not true, then already in that, Munachas Haschalas HaKnisa L'Avadis Hashem. Therein is already the beginning of one's entering into the service of Hashem. If you already have somewhat of a will, of a desire, to be able to respond to this Yetzirah and to say, it's a sheker. You're lying. You're telling me that unless I reach those madregas that I read about or that I heard about, that my Avedis Hashem is meaningless or worthless, or that I can't accomplish greatness and madregas and Avedis Hashem, because it's something which is beyond my kaikas. So that's what the Dubna Maggit said, that's what the Pasig means. If you got a different religion, that's not Judaism. It's something else. It's not Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit is Karvelach Adovamah. We're going to go through the Sefer page by page and go through each parak. We're going to see Karv Elach Adovamah. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have to change everything in life. You have to find a new wife, a new kids, a new job. Kikarv Elach in your mats of where you are and who you are. Kikarv Elach Adovamah Mamish. To be an Evan Hashem. Page test. Kim Kain. The true way The emissary way of serving Hashem is hidden from almost everybody Why is that? Because that's how Hashem created the world It means concealment As we learned that Hashem, when He created the world, He disguised Himself. He is a hidden God. 
but the most terrible helaim, the most terrible concealment is shenelemis menhodem aderech hamitis ketzalava destoyrei. That it's unclear to us the true way to serve Hashem is unclear to us. Ukshein derech, and when a person doesn't have a derech, look, our Yiddishkeit is mostly, if we think about it, our Yiddishkeit is a hodgepodge. I mean, let's talk Amis. We learned this safe a little bit. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hand. Most of us who went through yeshivas here never really finished Svarim. Maybe you made a Siyam on a Gemara once in a while, here and there. You, you made a Siyam Baruch Hashem. But to finish Be'emes, Amisil Zesharim, and to Chazrit, and to know it, or Chavis HaLavavis, and to find a derech in serving Hashem, mostly we try to, like, not to get to Gehenna. That's how that's my, that's how derech. Like, what do I do not to get in trouble? And what you know, what are the main affairs to watch out for? What are some of the key mitzvahs that I should, you know, opt for? Uh, because I can't do that much. So give me a couple of important things, just that I like. You know, I pass go. I just want to get to the end zone. Madrigas and Dvekas and Hashem's all that stuff. You know, I don't know. In the next world, I guess there's something for people who try. And and I, I heard that I, you know, if you try, that you get something. And otherwise, we pick up a couple of nice, you hear a few drushes, you hear a couple of shmuzni, a couple of vetlach, a couple of mitzvahs, a couple of trilas that are good. And we have like this, like a, a hodgepodge, like a, of all different little, little pieces of religion, of Yiddishkeit. But a derech, to have a mahalach, to have a mahalach. My son, my son said to me the other day, he was, the last few years, nice selling, he had a rebbe that he loved very much. I mean, he really got a lot out of him learning. And my son said to me, I really would like to be by this rebbe for the next 25 years. But the system doesn't even allow that. You know, because it used to be, you heard, nice, you know, somebody had a Rebbe, and he followed him around the world, and that was his Rebbe his entire life. What? Where? And, 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 and I have so many of my, my Talmudim that they feel bad. Like I have these kids that a lot of them over the years, they come from homes that they didn't really grow up learning Torah. And then I told them so many things about Chassidus and about Tzaddikim. And then they get, they get finally to Israel. And they thought like some Rebbe is going to take them off like the Balsham Tev Kaddish. And they, he's going to take them off into the forest. And they're going to show them how to serve God. And then for the next you know 30 years, you're going to be here with me together. And... And you know, and, and, and they came to Yerushalayim and you know, they saw a lot of sweet looking Jews with, with, with cell phones and you know, and if they found out you're from America, they asked you, actually, right? And they didn't know, like, where am I going to find God? So go to this yeshiva, go hear that drasha, and then, I, then you can sit by that rav a little bit and he seems to be saying something, but then they move you on to the next thing, because you're not allowed to stay in that place, and, uh, or the rav is too busy and he can't talk to you, or the rav's shir is finished, or he's retired, the chayis, he's, he's on sabbatical, he's on... And, 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 and we, we don't have a derech. There's no mahalach. It's just a little bit of things that we, we grab onto, we hop up a little bit here and there of Yiddishkeit. And we hope that uh, somehow, if they're not trying to, the Baruch Shalom will say, you know, you tried hard enough, okay, you come over here, it's all right. And, so, and then maybe something about Hashem will find something uh, having to do with Hashem. So, day after day, month after month, year after year, People who are Shem and Mitzvahs, who are observant Jews, will stand around in shul, not really knowing what to do. I mean, they know what they're supposed to do, but they don't really feel like doing it. And they, they already wrote, wrote off, davening is not one of my main things. So I'm good at other stuff. Because why is davening so hard? Because davening means a direct relationship with God. That's obviously going to be the least comfortable thing. Because for that, you have to have a derech. For, to really become great in davening, you have to have a derech. In learning, you can talk about brisk, you can talk about polish, you can talk about svadish, derechs in learning. 
you can learn, but, but Hashem's Torah is beautiful. Any Pasuk, any Gemara, it's always beautiful. You'll always get something out of it. But davening, if you don't have a Mahalach to get close to Hashem, the whole end of davening is talking to God. And if you don't know what it means to be connected to God, then obviously davening is going to be a pretty funny thing to do. It's pretty, it feels pretty silly. So if you're lucky and you're in a shul, there's somebody that knows how to dive nice and sings good nagunim and you have a musical ear. So you close your eyes and you shock a little bit and you make believe that you're Dovak Tashem and really just enjoying the niggin. Right? And, and, and if, if you're a person that has studied and has learned and you, uh, 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 the Indian of Tefillah, then that'll help to, for you to try to concentrate. But a derech, in order to really daven, you have to have a mahalach of, of what it means to be close to God. Because the whole need of davening is closeness to Hashem. With learning, you could, you could, you could say you could be a smart guy, you could, feel, you could fool your rabbi, you could fool the whole world. You know how to say iskan far, you know how to give a shia, you know how to say something fancy, that you could fool the whole world. But davening, if you don't, if you don't have anything to do with Hashem's bar, you, know, you, could, you, could, you could make believe you're davening, but inside of you there's nothing much doing. I mean, there's not much happening. If, you're not, if you don't have a derech to be connected to Hashem, so that's the problem. Page test like the fifth line, sixth line. So if you don't have a derech, you don't have a mahalach. So what do you do? So one time you, you learn the sefer Musa. Another another Musa sefer. The shmos Musa binyanim. You go to this shmos. You go to that shmos. And everything is good. Everything's fine. Everything is good. You go to this Tamil Chachm, you hear Shmuz, to this Magid, you hear to this Balmus. Good, you hear Shmuz all over the place. It's very good. I will ain't say There's no say There's no Mahalach. There's no Derech. That's part of the hell lane, the concealment. That I don't see a Mahalach of how to get close to God. I'm hearing bits and pieces, but I don't get a Mahalach. I don't get the picture. Mahi Reishis Havaida. How do I begin? Now you have to be a humble enough person to say that I, I haven't even started. You have to be a very humble person to say, I don't know anything. I haven't started yet. I mean, I'm talking about someone that's 20, 30, 40, 50 years, somebody went to yeshiva, somebody might not even have a good head and knows how to learn, to be able to say, Mahi What's the beginning? Tell me, of the, how do you get into the derech? Now what's next? There's a seder. There's a seder. Whether it's chesidus, whether it's musa, whether but there's a seder of avodas Hashem, and that seder, by the way, runs through all the different schools of Yiddishkeit. Whether it's the svadim, or whether it's chesidim, or whether it's or whether it's the uh, the yeshivas, it's the same underlying nakuda as he explains that you have to begin with. And if you don't begin with that, then the rest of the avodas Hashem is just bits and pieces. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense because if the if the foundation is not there, if the beginning is not there, then the rest of the building is uh, the rest of the building is going to be a mess. It's going to be it's going to be crooked, and that's why there are cracks all the time. If the foundation of the house, if the site is not is not good and strong, so then it's a matter of time. There'll be this crack, that crack, and that's how it is with Yiddishkeit. If your foundation is not strong, so then there'll be different cracks. It's just a child of what you know, what kind of a person you are, and and and. Where are those cracks found? And how do things come out, you know, from those cracks? But there'll be cracks because the foundation wasn't 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 clear. So, in this way, where your whole avodas is Hashem is just hopping a little bit from this sefer, hopping a little bit from that, a little davening here, a little mitzvah there, a little yontiv, a little shabbos. So then, obviously, it's very hard to be matzliach. Van nefilus hein rabbis, and there are going to be a lot of nefilus. You're going to have a lot of nefilas. You're going to fall a lot and stumble a lot and get fablonged a lot along the way. 
till come to a point that you just give up because you see that you're messing up so many things you've done things that you never thought you would have done in other words the cracks in the building have gotten so horrible and there are so many things that are going wrong that you just feel it's not I can't do this it's not Kedai until you could feel a sense of Yeish and you just run away from Avedis Hashem which happens to many many people and there are many more people that don't run away from Avedis Hashem they go through the motions because they don't know how to do that if they can get away with it they would but it looks too funny you know, especially if they're married and have kids in Yeshiva what are they going to do? so the, 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 the person feels inside of himself a terrible Yeish you could see that in the davening you can see that when you, you know, a person's waiting, when is davening every second, when is davening going to finish, when is this going to finish, and then you feel, oh, I can't believe it, Rosh Hashanah is coming, it's going to be Rosh Hashanah, it's going to be Yom Kippur, it's going to be this, you that, it's, uh, the person, that, we learned about that a little bit last year one, once we were talking, where the person is misyayish, we, we spoke about that during Sphere Simon, where the person is misyayish, he, go, he continues going on, but he's misyayish from ever becoming anything. He goes on because he doesn't want to drop the system, he feels frightened and scared and uncomfortable with any other way of life, so he goes, he davens, he, does, he goes through the motions, but he doesn't have any really geschmack, he doesn't have any chiyas, and he doesn't have any mahalach, and therefore he's misyayish, time after time he gives up hope, and he's nichshul, and he does things that he shouldn't be doing. Therefore, in order to begin, before you can begin anything, in Avayt Hashem, you have to know, Mahu what is the foundation? What's the foundation? Mahu HaYisayid. Mayharashis, Shabba Maschil, Kal Adam, Lavadis what is the ratios, the beginning with which each and every one of us must begin, whether, we, whether we're 10 years old or whether we're 50 years old, or 120? How do you begin, Avedis Hashem? So what we heard again in many shmuzim was the reason that you're not close to Hashem is because you're only learning 11 hours. If you learn 12 hours, then you'll get close to Hashem. So we try learning 12 hours, and this doesn't help. That still doesn't help. So... Is the, is the beginning of serving Hashem to learn 12 hours in a day, is that the ratios? That's beautiful, you can do that. But is that the beginning? No. L'kavin betvila? To have kavana by davening? To have more kavana? To go to more classes on davening? To go to another Yom Iyun on Tvila? They're going to advertise all Jewish papers, you know, davening to give you papers. They put it their hand, their shoes where they hand out papers Friday nights about davening. They're handing out papers in shul about the importance of tefillah. So you're saying like during the Chadaydi, so they're hoping that instead of you talking, so you look at some paper. This is where we've come to. The davening is so, so far from us, so meaningless, that they have to keep you entertained. But they can't hand out a Wall Street Journal during davening, it wouldn't be nice. So they hand out religious looking papers with psukim and all kinds of things. And so people, you think that they take these papers home and sit over them the whole Friday night, the next they get talk. It's something to keep busy with, so maybe they won't talk. It's beautiful. The people that are writing them, they're doing beautiful things. They're handing them out in shul. I don't allow in the shul to hand out papers. If you can't have them, then, then go home. Learn, learn. You want to go learn? Go, go upstairs. There's 10,000 from the Bismarck upstairs in shul. Go learn. But I'm not handing out papers because what to stop you from talking? You're a big boy. If you're not interested in davening, then don't play games. Don't stand in the middle of the Chadaydi looking over some Parsha quiz or some, you know, whatever the latest internet Parsha thing is called. Don't play games. It's time for davening. There's a time for davening, there's a time for learning. Right now the Ratzon Hashem is that you talk to Him. 
not that you look at not that you look uh, at something in the middle of the davening. That's not the Ras Nashim. Ras Nashim is that you daven. No. So is the answer to daven is the beginning of Avodas Hashem what to daven with more kavana? So he says maybe bebechas amazin maybe. Maybe my, the answer that I need is to, to serve Hashem is that I have to think more by benching to concentrate on the words. Again, all that's good stuff. Or maybe there's something simpler and clearer that comes before all of that stuff. Before the 12-hour learning schedule. Before the Kavana by Davening schedule. Before the latest anti lushan horror project that, that, that they're advertising everywhere. Before all of that. Everybody says, that's the problem with all those programs. They're beautiful. And the Jews are putting together beautiful Jews. But they never ever started at the foundation. That's the same thing. The rabbi can get up in shul and, and cry and beg to stop talking and give, uh, give a year series on tefillah. Because then the kuda of the beginning is not there. And that is the aside. Everything else, if you don't have the Yisait, then you could you could get scared enough not to talk Lashon Hara for a couple of weeks. But then once it's after Yantiv already, or once you finished your program, like I told you last year, that we had this guy in Yeshiva. Yeah, he came back after Pesach. This was a guy that when you spoke to him, anything you said, he was saying to you that that's that, that's not Vak Lashon That's a, that could be because he was learning Shemir Salashon. He was like so into it, he couldn't talk to the guy. If you ask him how you doing, you say, oh, you mean to say, so like no one was talking to him anymore. He's so like into the Shemir Salashon. And he always, you know, he's showing everybody he was right. So this guy, after Pesach, he came back to Yeshiva. But that's Meshuggah. Yeah. It didn't look that Meshuggah like I made. It's a guy that suffers from OCD, or a guy that has no Muslim who had to deal with Yiddish. Right, right. Probably he wasn't healthy. Probably he wasn't healthy. Yeah. But listen to the end of the story. What happens like this. After Pesach, we're sitting there the first breakfast in Yeshiva, and a guy says a prostolosh by one of the rebellion. Not not a drabanan, yes, not a vak. He says a a flashigar about one of the rabbis. So all the guys at the table, like that they looked at him. You're back. They looked at him. <laughs> what? You're back. Yeah. And, and, no, it, it looked at him like you know he knew that like, he felt funny and he said this no, this month I'm learning cars. Last month I'm learning last month was I'm learning now cars. I'm learning the English cars. And he had and he had the Siddiquim is cars. So you understand that the site is not there. Mayla, the Zman ends or his crazy and the Shagah ends, but it's not. It's not that he. The Yisoyed is not there. So everything else in his Avayi Hashem, it's for this man, it's for this Sefer, it's if I'm going out with that person, if I'm married to this person. I mean, but it's not Be'emes. It's not Taher Libein La'avducha Be'emes. Because it's always this moment, or this Sefer, or this campaign, or this paper, or this card, or this, this, or that. But it's not the, if the Nakuda HaYisoyed, if the foundation was never there, and everything else is just like bits and pieces. It's, it'll last a little bit. And if, if, you ha, if you heard a good enough drosha, so maybe you'll be afraid for an extra week. So you won't talk Lashnar for an extra week. If you, ha, if you hang up pictures of the Chavetz Chaim by every telephone, so maybe, maybe a little bit extra, you know. But that's not going to... The bottom line is, you'll still be nichshel. Because there are cracks all over the place. just a question of time. Because the, the foundation is a mess. So the cracks eventually show up. They can show up even behind the Chavz Haim's picture. And then it's just a matter of time. But it comes out. It comes out. And if you weren't Nechshul, it's because you didn't meet up with that big enough of a Yetzirah. And that in you, you don't have much of a Taiva. But if you would have a Taiva, if you would have a Taiva for that. I had a, I had a kid years ago. 
this kid came from a from, very from home. Is a mishpachi yedua. It's a, a well-known family. And one of the rabbis in Borough Park sent this kid to talk to me. He was having problems. What happened? So I asked him, what's going on? He's this very sweet guy. He was 16, 17 years old. So I said, the rabbi said, you should come to me. What, do you, what is it? So he says, I didn't want to tell the rabbi I'm embarrassed. But I told the rabbi that I'm having a problem. I can't tell the rabbi. So the rabbi wants, so I should be somebody outside the community. So that's why I'm here. So what is it that you're not embarrassed to tell me? So I was getting myself braced for something, you know, really, really ugly and horrible, because I'm unfortunately hearing a lot of things over the years, so I thought, who knows what this kid's going to say, and he looked like such a sweet little kid, I didn't know what he was going to say. So he says to me, Chaba Taiva. He starts with the Taiva, and he's a little kid, he's 16, 17, I said, no. What what's a Taiva? So he says to me, I never heard this, I'm doing this for many years, this is what he says to me. He says that every Thursday, he, he gets on a bicycle, listen to this, and he drives out of the neighborhood, and he goes to a, a McDonald's to eat a, a tray for hamburger. That's what he does. He goes to eat tarfus every Thursday night. He has to learning. He goes to eat tarfus. I said to him, whatever his name was, Yankum. Ah, first I want to tell you something. I'm relieved a, a, a little bit. I mean, that's not good. We'll talk about the McDonald's. I'm not happy about that. We'll talk about it. But I got nervous for a minute. And that's the first thing. The, the second thing is... I never heard of such a thing in my life. That's what you have a taiva for, for a Big Mac? I mean, that's your taiva in the world? What kind of taiva is that? What kind of taiva? He says, no, it's not only a Big Mac. I also have, and he takes that from his pocket. He has candies that are not kosher. He's a, a, a taiva for not kosher things. <clears throat> I said, what, what is that? Where does that come from? So we became friends and we spent a lot of time and to, I get to, to try to understand the cherish of where does it come to such a, to, to a, 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 a little tzaddik like that that he has a taiva to, to go. He's not taiva for the normal taivas that the teenagers have. He's just taivas for taivas. And it's a hard thing to figure out the year. What's the cherish? What's the nakuda hatimis that's missing? But the bottom line is that all of us have weaknesses, it's just a question of whether or not you're going to be confronted with that taiva and you're going to have to deal with it. You can be a big tzaddik, like when every bar mitzvah gets up and he says, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big tzaddik, and he says over a drop chat or whatever. We don't know, if you, we don't know. Let's, we'll talk to you ten years from now, you know, whether you're a tzaddik. Right now, it's not so, nowadays 13 years old, it's not so precious to be a tzaddik. But certainly when we were growing up, so some 13-year-old kid says, I'm a big tzaddik, eh, let's, to be 13 years old to be a tzaddik, or to be 10 years old and to be a tzaddik, it's, not such an, it's nice, but it's not such an accomplishment. Why? Because we, because we don't know yet, because the building is still new, so there aren't any cracks. But let's see when the building starts to age a little bit. When you be 25, 30 years old, even younger than that, 18, 20, and the building's starting to get, there's a little bit of a wear and tear in your Yiddishkeit. Then let's see where the cracks come out. They come out, not usually in McDonald's. That was modern. But different people have different things, but it comes out. It comes out. I mean, you do the ik Taiva now is is not Davke in the Indian of Kash, it's other Taivas, but but it comes out eventually. That's how it is. And then a person doesn't have the aside, the Evan Pina, the beginning, the cornerstone of now, how do I deal with this Taiva? Because to have a Taiva is normal, that's okay. But how do you deal with it? What do you do with the crack? So there must be a racist, there must be a beginning. And if you have the beginning, and it's partial at the beginning, it's not hard. But if you're missing it, it's like if you. It's like I remember uh, in, a, in my one of my earlier Gilgulim when I was in college. So I remember I, I I signed up for advanced Spanish. Now let me explain why I signed up for advanced. You had it was a chiv to take a language. I had Spanish in high school. What did I have in high school Spanish? So it was a joke. It was mamish a joke. 
So I don't want to have to take two years of language in college, but if you had one year a prerequisite uh, Spanish, and you could take already advanced Spanish, was like Spanish literature and stuff like that. So I come to this class, Spanish, advanced Spanish, and the teacher gets up and he starts to like schmooze in Spanish, like regular, like like you know, like on the street. He starts to schmooze, and I understand one word of what he's talking about, not one word. Even though in high school I got I got like had straight A's in in, in Spanish, everything went okay. We was ready a few years, and the whole thing wasn't serious, and we just memorized a couple of things, and we and we got good grades. And the pshat is, if you want to take advanced Spanish, or if you want to take like you know nuclear physics, or, you know quantum physics, and you never quite made it in algebra or calculus, you can have a hard time. And and that means that every single word, every single formula in quantum physics, you're going to be tormented by. It's going to be an upheaval every time you see something else. Advanced Spanish, if you don't know, if you don't know the basic olive base of that language, and you can't, so then every single poem and every single thing is going to be mamish torture. It's the same thing when it comes to Yiddishkeit. There's a prerequisite in Yiddishkeit that's poshit. But if you didn't get it down pat, it's never too late. But if you didn't do it, the rest of Yiddishkeit is going to be, oh, you got to be yourself, it's going to be wearisome and tiring and overwhelming because he never ever took Yiddishkeit 00001 right? he never took it like now you have a lot of from people that they're going to these to the seminars like gateways and different things the from people are going it was the from people are now trying to go to the places where they were, always, they were designed because a lot of the from people especially the honest people are saying the truth is I don't know anything so I have to start from Aleph. So they're going to go to something. Let me start from the beginning. So they got like to go. People are going to seminars to hear what's going on. And 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 really, Yiddishkeit has to be taught from the beginning. Even by people who went to yeshiva and who excelled in yeshiva, it has to be taught from the beginning. So what is that nakuda? We'll at least we'll at least begin with the. We'll have time to just to start with the, with the very very beginning. Isa begemara. The Gemara says in Makis, Bo Chavakut Vehamidan Alachas, Chavakut Ganovi. I was by his, his kever, and if you buy his kever in, in, in Israel, there's a kever, Chavakut Ganovi, along the road over there. Chavakut Ganovi came and he said, All of Yiddishkeit boils down to one thing. Bo Chavakut Vehamidan Alachas, Shenemar, Vitsadik Bemenosa Yechna. Of course, that's the prerequisite. The prerequisite is Emuna. But it doesn't mean to believe, it doesn't just mean believing that God exists. Baruch Hashem, we all have that. We have to see what Emunah means. Sadiq That is the that is the al Achas, that is the Achas that's underneath all of the other floors of the building. Emunah. And if the Emunah is not with Behiris, if it's not clear, and if your Emunah is not an Emunah that's one that you worked on, that you work on every day of your life, if your Emunah is shaky, that means everything else that's built upon it, learning, davening, mitzvahs, chasadim, benodim chaveiro, how you are with other people, everything is with cracks and problems, and everything feels like it's, ugh, it's overwhelming, I can't, it's too hard, I'll never be able to. Because you never ever took the first class. You never took Emunah 1. Uh, zero, zero, 001, you never took the class You never were part of that seminar On what it means to be a mammon, what it means to be a believing Jew What's a Munah Well, we're going to continue with this With, with, with Adam Shalai We'll continue with Hashem next week